break yourself, fool! Welcome to another episode of the Jackson Reaction Podcast, the Happy Thanksgiving 2020 episode. We are recording this the Saturday before Thanksgiving. I'm, of course, Gene Jackson, joined by my co-host... Rose Jackson. And like I said, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. So, as we roll into this episode, tell me what comes to mind for you when, when you mention Thanksgiving. What What are the first memories that come to your head when you think about Thanksgiving? Other than food? Yeah. <laughs> um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades. Yeah. Um, so like, what did you and your family yeah. do growing up in your youngest years? You know, I mean, did, did you go to your you know, your grandmother's house or did anybody come to your house or how, how did y'all do thanksgiving back in the day oh we always loaded up and went to grandma's house like everybody went to grandma's house right. like that's where you know it'd be me mom dad and then you had like all my aunts all my uncles all my cousins and like we have a pretty good sized family so you're talking 40 you know, 35, 40 people in a little house yeah. trying to all sit around with plates eating, you know, this tremendous turkey and dressing. And, you know, Grandma would go all out. She'd do the stuffing in the turkey. It'd always be like a big old 30-pound, 40-pound turkey. Crazy amount of, you know, mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheeses, all kinds of pretzel salads and, you know, stuff like that. Just everybody would bring something. You know, we just had a big, it was just a big thing. Yeah. You know, which, you know, now, you know, it's it's pretty much our, our family's condensed down to just me, you, dad, my uncle Wayne, sometimes my brother. So it's, it's you know, a condensed down affair these days, but I still try to make it nice for everybody. I mean, we have people at our house now. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> certainly do. Yeah. You certainly do. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we didn't, uh. For Thanksgiving, we rarely ever had anybody outside of me, my mom, my dad, my brother. Every once in a while, some of the other relatives would come, you know, on Thanksgiving. But usually Thanksgiving was just us. It was more around Christmas time. We'd go see everybody else or anybody would come. But, um, like, Thanksgiving Day, Dad would leave out and go hunting. <laughs> mom would, you know, cook everything. And then I was usually... Like most things, uh, when it comes to me, I relate. <clears throat> when you ask me about Thanksgiving, um, of course, I always think of Survivor Series that we watch. But I would always, you know, use out of school that week most of the time, or at least, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday through the week. And so I'd go rent four or five wrestling videos I didn't have, and I'd sit around and watch wrestling or play Nintendo, whatever. And then um, we'd have the meal have you know the usual turkey mashed potatoes two different dressings one with onions for my mother one without onions for me and dad and my brother could go either way on them um and then uh you know some dessert pies sometimes depending on 
what year it was. I always I always lobbied for chocolate pie. Uh, Dad liked pumpkin or sweet potato pie. Um, I've come to like pumpkin pie since. I wasn't a fan of it back back then. But uh, you know, a lot of a lot of eating, a lot of watching wrestling or going riding four wheelers with my friends or you know whatever. But like I said, it, I don't relate it to all the family getting together because we never. We never really did because usually we, you know, dad wasn't going to get away from hunting. And, you know, mom a lot of times had to work, you know, day after. So Well, that was that was pretty much the only day that dad didn't hunt. And if he did, he would go late that afternoon when we got back home or he would go the next day, <clears throat> the day after. Right. Always the day after because... I think Alabama hunting starts the day after Thanksgiving. That's the first day of hunting season with a gun. So yeah. that's that's mainly how Dad would hunt back in the day. So his really started um, the the day after you know Thanksgiving, and he would stay gone for the remainder of that weekend. So then it was just me and Mom, you know, and we'd watch TV and you know eat leftovers, and because back in those days everything closed. Oh, every, yeah. Everything, every convenience store, every... I mean, you were lucky if a gas station was open somewhere. Yeah. So, you were pretty much stuck in the house for the most part. Yeah, I mean, you, you hung out at home, and then, like, in teenage years, you know, you go ride the strip, and, you know, sit at the upper deck or whatever, but wasn't nothing open, you know, there wasn't yeah. not even Sonic to go sit around, so... <laughs> <laughs> You're eating those leftovers, <clears throat> come hell or high water. Yeah, now, just about everything's open on Thanksgiving. I mean, you got folks that go have Thanksgiving meals at Denny's. I mean, we did it one year. Well, I mean, yeah. for several years, uh, just until recently, we always, I always cooked our Thanksgiving the week before because we would go to WrestleCade right. or a wrestling convention. And, you know, we would always eat it. When we did that, we would eat at Perkins Thanksgiving. Yeah. We always had Eggs Benedict. Yeah, <laughs> for already, Thanksgiving dinner. It was our Thanksgiving dinners. We'd um, already had it a week before. Yeah, because we'd so. already had our turkey or ham, whatever the case may be, the week before. So And yours was better than what they made. So. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, for several years there, our, uh, our Thanksgiving tradition, like you said, was having Thanksgiving meal week out. And then Thanksgiving Day, we get up and we take off to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, last year we weren't able to do that, so we actually, um, still had Thanksgiving early with your dad, and then we went to Aberdeen, had Thanksgiving with my folks. First time I'd had been there for Thanksgiving, and Lord, quite a long time. And, uh, it's strange, um, not going to WrestleCade on, on Thanksgiving, because that has, has become such a tradition. Yeah, it's odd that, I mean, well, this year's just been strange altogether. Oh, yeah, we, I mean, this year it's not even odd. We haven't, we haven't yet, went on vacation but... at all. We haven't really went anywhere other than our normal places, and it's just been... I mean, this, this shit happened in what, late... March. March, mid-March, um, and besides... Me and you've taken a couple of trips to like Huntsville, up to the Tennessee state line, bought some lottery tickets, and other than riding over to Decatur every now and again and getting something to eat, I haven't been anywhere. I've been to Gadsden maybe once or twice since all this happened. Well, now I go to Gadsden every week, so 
that's you know <laughs> i don't so address that on here for the, for the few people that listen to this we haven't actually really talked about this a lot anywhere so i know some people kind of wonder they see you you posting about working in gadsden but they see we still live in coleman so for the few people listening to this who wonder what's what's up with that kind of explain that situation well before march i had made the decision i'd got offered a really sweet deal by my old boss at the attorneys I used to work for for 14 years to come back and work for them in Gadsden. In Gadsden. Um, kind of, I had already had it in my mind for a month or two because dad is, you know, 80, 86, and he's, he's borderline dialysis with his kidney levels. And he doesn't eat good, you know. He was telling me how super depressed he was getting, being alone and by himself. And I could just tell after going and spending a couple weekends with him here and there that things around the house weren't getting done. His clothes, he's not washing them. He's just letting them pile up. Yeah. His kitchen's dirty, you know. I'm just, I'm noticing there's things. I'm starting to see the decline in Dad's lifestyle. Right. And it's upsetting me, you know, because what can I do? I'm here in Coleman, and I work a 40-hour-a-week job. I can't constantly go to Gadsden and do things and be near him and do things I need to do for him. Um, so this provided me a great opportunity to be able to do both, to go work, make money, and actually I bring home more money than I did working 40 hours, and I only work three and a half days a week now. Right. So... It's like I make more money. Yes, I have to travel and be away from you for a few days. But in the end, on the weekends, from Thursday afternoon till Sunday morning, we have actually more time together if you look at the time that we had before when we both had 40-hour jobs. Yeah, when I worked in Huntsville and left out every morning at 7.30 and got home anywhere from... 8 to 10 o'clock, depending on what I was working that night, five to six days a week, you know, and you, you were working 40 hours, and then if you had to make storm calls and all that kind of stuff, you know, we got very little time together. So, you know, a lot of people hear this now, like, oh, well, how are y'all able to, you know, be apart, you know, three or four days a week? Well, it sucks. I mean, no question about that. It's not ideal, but at the same time, you know, we're sitting here on a Saturday night we spent Thursday night together. We spent all day yesterday together. We've spent all day today together. And we're sitting here on Saturday night recording a podcast. I mean, there's a reason why there were years that went by that we didn't do podcasts. We didn't have freaking time. We barely had time to have a conversation, much less record a damn podcast, you know. Well, to a lot of people, they think that, okay, you know, you marry somebody or you've got a spouse or you've got a boyfriend or whatever the case may be, a significant other, that that means you've got to be with them 24-7. 24-7 to have a relationship. And that's not the case. I mean, we're we're good in our relationship <laughs> that we appreciate all the time we have together. And we do the things we, you know, we, we can enjoy our time together how little or how long it is. You know, now right. granted, it's nice to see you every day and you see me every day to come home to each other. You know, that's the but part. But at one point, that's all it was. But, you know, but I it, get home 8, 9 o'clock. Yeah, and I'm going to bed. You stay up, you know, and we talk for 30, 40 minutes, and then you go to bed, 
And then it's just, you know same thing the next day and same thing the next day. Yeah, because so. if you if you look at the time, you look at your time that you spend. We only got about an hour a day with each other. That's yeah. it. You were gone when I got up in the morning. I seen you for an hour in the afternoon at night, and that's pretty much it. Yep. I mean, and that is no life really to live. We, I mean, yes, you're with your person for that one hour every day. But then, if you could take and trade that hour every day and gain eight more hours, you know, I feel like you would want to do that. You know? I mean, I know that there's people out there, I mean, if you can't trust each other to go do things like this, then yeah, I get where that's a problem with people. That's what I was just getting ready to say. But that's, that's... That's the difference is... You know, we trust each other. I'm not sitting here wondering where you're at all week, and you're not wondering what I'm doing while you're gone. So when you take that part out of the equation, we get to talk to each other a couple times each day. And then, you know, the last podcast we did, you know, we talked about how we watched 90-something horror movies together. Well, we ain't watched 90-anything together (laughs) in the last few years because of, you know, how we worked. So, um... So just for the people who are wondering or asking or whatever, things are good. There's no, there's no issues at all. Well, and, and, I, and I know some people, and some people think because oh, you know, oh she's staying gone four days a week. You know, oh there's got to be issues or there's got to be problems there or something that's caused. You know, you got to do what you got to do for your parents because you only have your parents so long. I'm only, I mean, I, I, right now, I mean, realistically, let's just be realistic. I only got dad for probably another seven, eight years, 10 at best, you know, because you look at his age, most people, if they live a good life, I mean, my grandmother lived to 91, Yeah. you know, he's not that far away from it if you look at it realistically. So if it takes away time from me and you for right now that I can be with him while I have time to be with him, then it is worth it. Yeah, because we'll have time later. We've had time prior, and we'll have time later, and we have time now. Yeah. Um, But I would never want you to look back 10 years from now and go like, you know, I had the opportunity that I could have helped Dad out. I could have spent time with him. But I didn't do it because it wasn't the easy thing to do. Yeah, or wanna, because I was I didn't want to have to split my time between Gazin and Coleman, or I didn't want to have to be away from Gene, or I didn't whatever yeah. whatever reasons that well could have been used. And to that's say, no, and that's I'm not because doing that. me and you were bigger people than most most people. And there's most people that are they're so selfish and they're so put into their own relationships that they don't look at the bigger picture of life. You don't look at. Your fa- you 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 know you alienate or maybe you don't see your family enough and you just don't think about that you don't you know there's people that still have their you still have your mom and dad I don't have anybody but my dad right. my mother's deceased I I didn't have my mother for many years prior to that due to health and medical reasons um you know it's just it, it's something that a lot of people don't really uh, dive into and they don't think about that because they, they do this thing. It's so routine every day. They go to work, they come home. They go to work, they come home. They see each other. That's it. That's life. You know, they yeah. tend with kids. That's life. And and then they don't think about their mom and their dad or, you know, their other family members, brothers, sisters, whatever the case may be. 
But when you have a family member that, you know, is your <coughs> your sole family member. I have no grandparents on either side of my family anymore. Right. Most people, you, you don't have any of your grandparents. No. I have a couple of aunts and uncles on my dad's side. I have nobody on my mother's side at all. All my aunts and uncles on my mother's side are gone. I have maybe two cousins that I speak to yeah. on that side. You know, I mean, the the assembly of what I had as a family when I was a kid is, is gone. Right. So, you know, it's just a lot of people don't look at, you know, and if I, and if I thought that I could have went back and I could have spent more time with those people, like if I knew that, you know, I wouldn't have my mother when I got to be 40, I wouldn't have my grandmother when I got to be 40, you know, I might've appreciated and might've, tried to spend more time with them back then. But that's not something you think about. You think about that after they're gone. Yeah, because you don't really have a concept of... I mean, you know that people aren't going to be around forever, but you just, you don't understand, uh, you know, how quickly time passes. You know, we've got, you know, being in our 40s, we have a a better, you know, grasp of it now. Because, you know, there's well, yeah, things I mean, all the time. You know, we, we watched a couple of movies last night from 1985. And you're like, you know, I said, you know, oh, that was 30, you know, 30-something years ago. And that just seems like it went in an, an instant, you know. I find myself saying that kind of stuff all the time. You know, oh, 20, 30 years ago, 20, 30 years ago. It's like, where did that time go, you know? And, and you think you've got all this time to spend with people and do things and all this, and you realize that... You don't. One day you wake up and it's 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 gone. It's passed in the blink of an eye, you know? So um, when you put that in a perspective of, you know, well, I, I probably got at best 10 years with my dad, well, then you want to make the most of that because 10 years will be gone before you know it. And if you waste it, there's there's no way to regain that, you know. Well, and I look at it like this too. Since his health is in decline, and he's, I mean, he's at like right now he's at like twenty two percent kidney function. Yeah. You know, fifteen percent kidney function. You go on dialysis. You don't come off of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was a time he was at seventeen percent, and that was before I started working in Gadsden, staying with him. I mean, I've increased his life by being with him. Just the little time that I'm with him. It means a lot to him if if it's nothing else me sitting in the room with him those nights that I'm off work. Right. You know, I come home, I fix dinner for him, he eats decent. <coughs> you know, he I mean before he was barely eating. Yeah. You know? And so he eats you know, you fix stuff that he eats while you're there and you fix enough that he has food to eat when you're when I'm not gone there. You know. So. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I look at that, too. That provides him with a better life. Not only me with a an easier mind, knowing I can be there in the case that something happens to Dad. Or I can take care of him better than I could have here, working a very stressful 40-hour-a-week job. Right. You know? So, that's, you know, that's been my life since March. Is, you know, I, I'm here... Three and a half days a week, I'm there three and a half days a week. And, I mean, it's not ideal. Some weeks I hate it. Some weeks I'm sick. Uh, This week I didn't feel like it because I was sick most of the week. Right. And it sucked. It absolutely sucked driving back and forth. 
And, you know, maybe one day in the next couple of years we'll get a house closer to Gadsden, you know, and it won't be as bad and we can yeah. go back to having a normal life. But, like, this pandemic stuff, it's it's really put a damper on doing anything other than what we do. I mean, Yeah, I mean, this year's been so weird as it is. It, you know, like, this is, you know, the least of the weirdest shit that's a result of this year, you know. I mean... Yeah. Um... You know, we talk about Thanksgiving. You know, there's there's people in government who don't want people to have Thanksgiving, don't have gatherings, don't, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get, and, I get that you don't want to have big gatherings because you don't want to run the risk of infecting your elderly people or your people yeah, with weakened immune that. systems. I'm not knocking that. But do, can you imagine <clears throat> the douchebaggery that's going to go along on Thanksgiving with all these people that are, you've got the... Um, the maskers and the anti-maskers, you know, there's going to be fights yeah. about that. There's going to be fights about, oh, they got so many people congregated there, and there's, you know, that household's got more people than they should. You know, you're going to have the Karens of the world calling the cops on their neighbors, which I think is really shitty. I think it's really shitty that somebody would be like that to look out the window and go, oh, they got too many people, I'm calling the cops. You know, but you know that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, and the sad thing is, is, that's going to happen not because they give a shit about anybody's health or trying to help. Oh, no, it's they're just doing it because be... they're sitting there in their house by themselves because they're yeah, they're just a bitter asshole. Don't have anybody that gives a shit about them, so they don't want anybody else to have anybody, you know, there for them is, is what usually that's born out of. But it's just crazy. Like if if you know we mentioned I twenty mean, and thirty years ago, if if your if your future self would have came back to you twenty years ago and be like, hey, look. In 2020, there is going to be a pandemic to the point that they're not going to want you to gather for family gatherings at, at Thanksgiving, at Christmas. You know, these, you know, certain holidays are just going to kind of be non existent, you know, and there's going to be no end in sight. You don't really even know when life's going to go back to normal. You know, like I, I never in my lifetime could have fathomed that this, this really could happen. To the extent that it has. Well, to no. the extent that the country, quote unquote, would be shut down for a period of time. Oh, and I see that and, happening again. Yeah. I, I mean, that's not an unlikely scenario that that won't happen again and even longer. I mean, but, I mean, long as people try to think about it like this, <coughs> it's not that people want to say you can't do things just because it's the government trying to control you. It's not the government trying to control you. And it may be in some cases it is. But the fact of it is, if you have a weakened immune system and you are around somebody that has this, you're going to get it, whether you want it or not. The mask isn't going to protect you. The mask is to keep the person that has it from giving it to you. So if and to you, keep you from spreading exactly, it and to, to keep you who, from spreading it around. Everybody loves to throw out this you know, ninety-seven point whatever percent survival Look, rate. And okay. if you think, and if you you think that you're one of those people that it's going to go away after January when Biden gets in the office, that it was a political ploy to get him elected or to for the election or anything, you're stupid. I'm sorry, you're fucking stupid. We've had family members die of it. We've had friends die of it. I've had friends with it that have recovered fine. I've had coworkers that had it. You know, they recovered fine. 
You know, I mean, but it's a real thing. It is a real disease. It is a real thing. And yes, it may not be as bad to you. It may be just like the flu. It may not be the worst thing in the world that you ever get. But to my 87-year-old daddy, it could kill him. And to know that some careless individual could take that away from me because they refuse to wear a mask or they refuse to stay six feet away from him pisses me off to no end. All in the name of you're not going to tell me what to do. You know, you're not going you're not going to make me wear a mask. You're not going to tell me to stay in. Quit being so freaking selfish. Look yeah, at it's for not, what it is. It's, it's, it's not about you. Society in general, and if we don't take some sort of precautions and we don't do something to keep from spreading it around, it's not going away. No, and this, it's and this worse. Survival rate is going to eventually start going down. Well, yeah, down. because just like with any other illness and just any other airborne type contagion, just like <clears> the <throat> flu or the measles or the mumps or anything else like that, you can be susceptible to it. You may be immune from it. You don't know. You know, you can have the immunity in your body and not know it. I mean, you may never get it. You may get it four times. You don't know. Your your makeup and mind's different. Yeah. But the fact of it is, the way the world is now and the way that things are in other countries that they contract and get and give, I don't doubt that this thing couldn't turn into something double worse than, you know, the flu, pneumonia over time. Things that where they come up with a vaccine to fix it, but then six months down the road, there's something stronger. Just like with the flu. How many vaccines do you have with the flu? How many cases and types of the flu yeah. do you have? It's going to be the same way. You're going to have coronavirus A, B, and C, you know? Right. I mean, that's just the way that things mutate and the way things do. But just like now, how, you know, for years and years through most of our lifetime, there's been the, you know, vaccine for mumps and measles and you know, different things like that. They're just an afterthought. Like, who do you know that's died from mumps or measles and any of that in the last, you know, 20, 30 years? There'll be a day when COVID will be like, that. well, you know, go to the doctor and get your so-and-so vaccine. But until we get there, this is this is what we're having to deal with. You know, yeah. I mean, there was a time when mumps and measles and things that we just commonly take a vaccine for at a certain age in our life wiped out thousands hundreds of thousands of people and it was you know a huge deal now it's not eventually we'll get there but in the meantime if people don't start using a little more common sense and just more beyond just more so than that just have some decency decency and compassion for people it's not all about you 99 survival rate i ain't scared quit being scared quit letting the government manipulate you it ain't about being scared it ain't about you know, a fucking dick swinging contest. Oh, I'm, they're not going. I'm not going to be scared to go in Walmart with no mask on. It ain't about you. You know, it's about protecting other other people. But we're we're so far down that road in society now where people don't give a shit about other people. Don't, and that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other thing. We're not going to get into. But but I mean, just like with okay, the Macy's Day Parade this year, it's not going to be. It's going to be televised, but there's not going to be anybody there, and they're only doing one block of it. Yeah. And there's people raising hell. Raising absolute hell. Okay, I, I understand. It's not the traditional thing we're used to, but the fact that they're still having it is, is something. They're trying. They're trying. They're, they're trying doing... to give you something, okay? And, and I get that during these trying times, 
There's people that they felt like they've had so much took away from them, their freedom, their rights, their entertainment, enjoyment, everything, to the point to where they just, they deserve this. They deserve that. They deserve this. And it's like they're trying to give you something to make you feel something. Just fucking enjoy it. And people are mad as oh you know they expect you to wear a mask at the store, but you look at these other countries. Look at like Italy, where oh. they locked down to the point where if you were caught on the streets, you went to jail. And guess what? It's not a problem there now. Yeah, it's under control because they then, they took control and they made it you know safe for everybody. I mean, you, th- here, you think about that. Do you know that if you were in a household in Italy and one of your family members had it? That you were not, they were not allowed to leave. You were not allowed to leave. So if they died, they died in the house, and you had to sit there with them in it, yeah. dead. Okay, people don't think about like if we lived in a country that had to do that kind of thing. You know, they think that's harsh or that's oh my god, I can't, I just can't believe they did that. There's a reason that they did that. They did that to protect other people. If not, they would have had. Thousands of more people die. Yeah. And, I mean, just like here, people, you know, it's like you see all this fake news shit. You know, people just keep sharing it and sharing it even after people call it out as fake. It's like, just have some common sense, some common decency, which I realize a lot of people just don't have. They just don't. They they hadn't been raised with it. They don't understand what it is. You know, it's... And they want to get on Facebook groups and, and condemn people for wearing a mask and for you know, wanting to enforce some of this stuff, you know, you're not going to tell me what I can and can't do, or, you know, you bunch of sheep, if if I never hear somebody call people sheep again in my life, it'll be too damn soon. I want to just go find people and punch them in their face every time. Oh, you sheep wearing your masks and all that shit. Fuck you. When you finally have somebody close to you and your family die, then maybe you'll understand. And I hate that for you. I would, I, I would hope no one would have to experience that. But that's what it's going to take for some people, for their mom or their dad or their grandmother or somebody close to them to actually die to go, oh, oh, this isn't a political thing. Oh, this this isn't going away in January. No shit, it's not. Yeah, no, no shit. I um, mean, you know, my my uncle died just this, this this past week, and he had. He and his wife had stayed inside and quarantined themselves for six months. Didn't come out for anything. They had their groceries delivered to their garage, and they waited till the people left to go out there and get them. And then one day, he had a guy that was doing yard work for him who needed a ride home. And against his better judgment, he's like, well, all right, I'll give this guy a ride home. They're both wearing masks in the car, the guy starts coughing, and he can tell he's sick. And within days, this is like on a Tuesday, and my uncle's in an ICU within a matter of days, and within a week and a half, he's gone. And all the while, while I'm stressing out about this, while I'm getting group text messages from my aunt, keeping us informed on what's going on with you know with his you know situation. Uh, as I pick up the phone and read those texts, I also have shit pop up on my Facebook of these assholes saying how, oh yeah, it's it, the election's over with now. It, it, it's going to go away. All the all the you know 
and people arguing about whether or not to wear a mask and how you're a sheep if you wear a mask and all that kind of shit. And you know what? That's proof right there. It's not it's not 100% if people wear masks. If you're in the right situation, even with masks on, you still can get it. But is that a reason for everybody to not wear masks? Because for every one situation like his, where they both had masks on, he got it, and he died, we don't know how many thousands of situations where somebody could have got it, and they didn't get it, and they're still here. And is it really that big an imposition for I mean, you yeah, to have to the, wear a mask? Yes, it sucks. It I sucks. Get it. I hate it. I don't like it. I fucking grumble. Every time I get out of the car and I'm three steps from the door and see the sign, I go, well, shit. And I stomp back to the car and I put my mask on and I go in. Unlike these other assholes that just stroll right on when without it and, and, and don't care. But... I don't know. It's a sore subject for me, and it's going to stay that way for me. And uh, I, you know, I've I've lost respect for quite a few people over things they've said about it. And all I can think in the back of my head is, I hope you don't. But the day comes, and the right person, whether they're a relative, a friend, or whatever it is, find, you know, dies, and you see this for what it is you'll probably take back the dumb shit that I hold against you, so we'll just wait till that happens, you know. Well, and that's sad, and it, but... I mean, and, and it's just, like I said, it just com- comes down to just thinking about somebody other than yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think about... I mean, I myself, I think about you. I think about what I can bring home to you. I think about what I can bring home to my dad. You know, you and him are the two people that I have in my life and, you know, I don't know what it would be to me if I came <laughs> home and gave it to you and something happened to you or if I gave it to Dad and something happened to him. Right. You know, that is what weighs in my mind. You know? And we were faced with that situation. You know, you had the co-worker that got it and didn't. And again, that's a situation where... At no point did that coworker ever show any symptoms. No, she was Wouldn't asymptomatic. Had she not got tested, she'd have never known. And the reason she got tested, her husband showed symptoms. Right. And he had it, so she took a test and had it. And she was asymptomatic, never had one single symptom of it. Yep. And that is a scary thought. And had he been asymptomatic, they both would have ran around positive. She'd have been, she'd have been at work. The next Monday, yep. I mean, we would have everything would have went on fine. I mean, I had to go get a COVID test that Monday when and we so found we had out. A few days of did you have it? Did I not? Had, had I been exposed? Had your dad been exposed? Yeah, because I mean, let's be um, real. I feel you know. shitty. I feel shitty six days a week, seven days a week these days. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm run down. I hurt. But you know, I have arthritis. I feel like shit most days. And you keep and sinus I, I keep sinus every I mean, year this time of year, from October through... <laughs> yeah, October to February, I'm sick with sinusitis, uh, severe sinus allergy problems. I mean, you, how many years can you count me and you've been together? I've been able to have Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, you, you're usually always sick on Halloween, which, you know, knock on wood, you weren't this year. And typically, you, so you get sick around Halloween, and then you have some time in between where you get well, and usually right about Thanksgiving, it's hitting you again. And usually it's pretty bad at and Thanksgiving. It's pretty bad. I mean, there's been Thanksgivings that I've just got done cooking dinner, and I could barely eat and have to go to bed because I am so sick. I can't eat. Or you were sitting over in the passenger seat of the car going to North Carolina 
you know, with a sinus pillow on your head, taking medicine, hoping you're going to be well enough to walk around that damn thing for two days. Yeah, without a screaming sinus headache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, and right now, I mean, hell, I've had a heating pad on my head most of the day today because I have a terrible sinus headache. And I live off Sudafedrin. <laughs> I mean, that's, oh, I mean, yeah, I, you should own stock in, in yeah, and, and, and all the damn you meth heads for fucking messing it up where I can't buy it without a driver's license. I hate you. I hate yeah. you so much. Because, you know, the only thing I could ever get to make my head feel better was Tylenol sinus and allergy that had fetosudrin in it. The greatest stuff ever made. It was so good. Almost as good as pseudofedrin, but almost as good as pseudofedrin. Fetosudrin, pseudofedrin. Yeah, she says it. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that was the greatest stuff ever, and you can't get it now. They don't even make that kind anymore. So it's like, what do you do? So thank you to the people who are still listening, because I know a lot of people, once we went on a tangent about masks and all that shit, probably turned it off because you're sick of hearing it. You hear it everywhere. So. Yeah. Sorry, but the, here's the main point of this podcast, of doing this podcast this week, is yes, 2020 has been fucked. It's, it's been a bad year for everybody. I don't think there's anybody out there who can be like, you know, this has been a stellar year. I can't think of, <laughs> yeah, I can't I think of when I've had a better year. <laughs> I don't so think there's anybody who can say that. It sucked for everybody. But you know what? We persevered. We managed to have decent birthdays through this crap. We had a good Halloween season through this crap. And you know, we're gonna I've got to work. I've got to work on Thursday, but I get off work at three o'clock. And when I do, um, you know, Rosie's dad and uncle's gonna be here, and the kitties are here, and we're gonna have a great Thanksgiving. Rosie is an awesome cook. Uh, anybody who's listening to this, I'm sure, is friends with us on Facebook and have seen all the pictures over the years. And some of you who's you know. That's a sad thing. Worked with us or known us well enough that you, you've sampled some of it. You know what I'm know talking about. Do you know how sad it is that there are people that do not know how to cook at all? It's and that is very today, sad in to age, me. There are more people who yeah. don't know how to cook than do. I mean, it's it doesn't take much to to put together a Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, it really doesn't these days. I mean, it's not like in the in the 80s when Grandma had to, you know, dethaw a turkey for three days and then stuff yeah. it and then. All that. I mean, it's... Start hand-making the pie crust. Hand-making the pie crust. I mean, it's it's a lot easier these days. <clears throat> but it's it takes patience to cook, just like patience in life. It takes patience to cook. You it's know? patience and... You know, and here's some... Not even joking at all. I mean, this is like serious, real-world advice in today's, today's age. Get on YouTube. Watch some videos. Pinterest, man. Pinterest, like... The thing of it is, like, and me and Rosie's talked about this, and I've probably made this statement on this podcast before, but maybe this is your first time listening, but we live in an age where people know less than they've ever known in any other point in history. Uh, people are less trained. People have have less, you know, motivation to do things, but they have unprecedented access to information more now short of brain surgery and I'm sure there's videos out there on the internet somewhere that would show you that too you can get on YouTube and learn how to do anything you want to do from changing the tail light on your car to grilling a steak to changing out of 
your air filter in your home to anything anything you need to know how to do go on youtube go on the internet go on pinterest go on these places and you can learn how to do it like my i got a friend who's now a grill master because he got tired of his food being shitty and he sat and watched freaking hours of youtube and he said now they grill all the time and his family loves it and see, I need to do that. And that's know? and that's cool. See, I mean, that's how I learned how to cook. I mean, you know, I I liked eating my grandmother's food. Man, she had the best home cooking granny food you ever had in your life. And, you know, I thought when I got older, I was like, well, shit, I don't have a grandmother anymore. What do I do? I still want this food. So I've got to learn how to cook it. Now, granted, I have tweaked things over the years. I make the most awesome crock pot dressing, and it's super easy. And your mother's the one that gave me the recipe for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, used to, I made, like, homemade sage everything dressing just like Grandma did. And that's another thing, too. If you if you have anybody in your family or someone you're friends with or someone you work with or whoever that cooks something really awesome, ask them how they do it. People love sharing and passing that down. They don't want it to, you know, end with them. They want other people to know and share it. And, I mean... I don't know, Harley. I don't know that I've ever well, asked you, anybody how do you do that, and they'd be like, you "Fuck me, you!" I'm not telling you. Do you want me to tell you something that I discovered that I I didn't have never done before? I did last week at Dad's. What's that? I cooked a sweet potato in the microwave. Yeah. I stuck it in a plastic grocery <laughs> bag, like a plastic bag, yeah. and put it in the microwave and cooked it on like eight minutes. That was the best sweet potato I'd ever had. It cooked it better than cooking it in the stove. Yeah. And, you know, I never thought about doing that. And Dad was like, why are you putting them in the stove? It'll take forever. And I'm like, well, how else do you cook them? He's like, you put them in the microwave. And I'm like, what? It'll, it'll dry them out. He's like, no, I'll put it in a bag, stick it in the microwave. And I'm like, a bag? It'll melt. He's like, no, no, just do it. <laughs> and and so I had seen people do corn this way, but I never <coughs> thought about doing, um, you know, potatoes and such. So I did it, and, I mean, it was... Juicy, tender, I mean, just perfect. Put the butter in, put the seasoning, you know, sugar, brown sugar, whatever you're into. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And I'm telling you, I will I will never cook a sweet potato in the oven again. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of it's just trial and error. You're going to throw some shit away learning to cook, you know? I mean, even, oh, yeah, I mean, I now, do. I mean, what, week four last, <laughs> you had to throw some stuff away and go grab... Oh, it was a McDonald's you night. Know, the, yeah, I mean, because not, not everything on Pinterest should be uh, attempted. It looks good, but there again, it's not... Uh, ooh, it doesn't turn out right. So, I mean, in this trial and error, that's where you, you learn. You, you can, you know, add something to it, take something away from it. You know, you got to try it, though. That's the key thing, is you try... But, you know, that's something else, too, that some people are apprehensive about getting married a second time or marrying someone who's already been married before. Sometimes that's the benefit of being the second husband because I wasn't there for a lot of the trial Ooh, and error. Lord, you know, how mercy. You told me the infamous fried chicken story <laughs> a number of times, you know, when we're having a good meal. And you're like, hey, you know, it wasn't like this always, you know. Oh, no. Uh, my, my so first, there's something to be said for that. My you know? first husband. Now, granted, there's some things I cooked really well for him, but there's the first ham I ever cooked, I left the plastic on it. <laughs> I cooked it in the plastic because <clears throat> I couldn't feel it. I didn't see it. I even brown sugared the plastic when I put it in the oven. I had no idea plastic was on it. 
And I mean, there's there's been times where oh, there was the time I cooked my first turkey. Guess what? I left the pack with the giblets and the neck and all that stuff in the inside of it. I didn't know you had to clean it out. Right. I didn't know that. So I cooked all that inside the turkey. It was gross. Yeah. And like, I mean, fried chicken, I had never made tried fried chicken before. Well, you know, chicken is kind of hard when you deep fry it or you cook it in a skillet. You know, I'd watched my grandmother do it. I watched my mother do it. It looked so easy. So I thought, I'm going to do it. And it gets nice and brown on the outside, <coughs> but it's raw on the inside. Right. And that's what we find out when we bite into it. And it's, <laughs> let me tell you, a lot of trial and error with that. Yeah. So it's, you you have about the best cook in me <laughs> that you could ever hope for. You didn't have to go through the burnt noodles. You didn't have to go through the half-done chicken. You didn't have to go through all my trial and errors. You know, no, I mean, so, I've had some of the best turkeys <laughs> I've ever had in my life. I've had homemade peanut butter pies. I've had, you know, some awesome, awesome stuff over the years. So, you oh, know. yeah, you, you got the benefit of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just, I'm just saying, keep in mind. I'm not saying, you know, to go into the first marriage going, well, this one's not going to work out, but the second one's going to be great. But I'm just saying, you know, there, there's upsides and downsides to everything. So. And, and like I said, that's all... Depending on the person, too. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to want to do things, and you've got to want to experiment and try and learn new things. I mean, it's just, we're in a world where you can learn anything you want to learn. You can do anything you want to do. You just got to find it, you know? Yeah, and it's out there. I mean, it all, it is, all it takes is a little bit. Of, I mean, we've talked about that, you know, before, you know, used to have, you want to know something or you're sitting here and you're having a conversation you're like well wait a minute i don't know and if you didn't have a set of encyclopedias in your house which not everybody did you know not Ms. like me rockefeller over here they had a set of encyclopedias <laughs> i still have a set of exci- encyclopedia britannica's in, in yeah. house now but i get them out every now and then um if you didn't have a way to look it up you didn't know until you could get to a library or get to school or whatever and now people hold in their in their pocket a, a device that has everything. access to dictionary, encyclopedia, anything and everything you could ever want to know is at your fingertips 24 hours a day. You wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go, holy shit, you know, who is the president of this country or, you know, when did this happen? Why did this happen? You can pull out Google and find out in a moment's notice. There is no reason to be ignorant about anything. But again... People are more willfully ignorant now than they've been at any other point in history. And it's just absolutely it's sad. sad. It's really sad. I, I mean, the. I mean, I took home ec in school. I mean, I burnt. I found out you don't turn a self cleaning function on when you have stuff in the oven because you won't take it out of the oven and it will burn up. Yeah. And I mean, I, I learned you don't throw flour in a blender when it's going you turn it off and put the flour in it you don't do it while it's moving um i mean there's things that that taught me you know that i and i know kids don't have that anymore they don't have the home ec and they don't have the driver's ed they don't have the different things that teach them things and their parents don't teach them things they set them in front of a tv and say there it is and that's a sad world which is something else crazy that's going on right now uh, due to COVID, they will not sit in a car and give someone a driving test. The parent has to sign an affidavit. Oh my God! Saying that, yeah, they can drive. We're I wouldn't good. have got a license till I'm 25 if that was the case. 
Uh, I mean, geez. But, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, anyway, uh, you know, we're, the, the main message is just don't get hung up on all the bad shit that's going on right now. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy, make the most of what, what we've got. There's, there's no need to sit around and, and piss and moan about the things we can't do and the things that aren't the same. And, you know, it's... It'll get back together. I it, mean... It will or will evolve. But yeah, either way, or life you'll, goes on. you'll have different traditions that you make and, and, you know, different things that you do with your family that will be, you know, hopefully, you know, more meaningful, at least. It's what you make, it's what you make of it, ultimately. All yeah. of it is. You know what I mean? You can... You can sit around and be upset that you can't go do this and you can't do that, or you can do the things you can do and make the most of it and and enjoy it. You know, we ordinarily in that little bit of time that we did have together on Sundays and late Saturday evenings and stuff, would you know we'd go off, go out to eat here and run over here and run over there. Um, you know, we got to spend a lot more time at home together and, like I say, watch movies together and. You know, try. You know, you tried cooking new and different things, and um, we enjoyed that time probably more than we would have enjoyed the time. I say we wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, but I mean, we weren't out running around spending a bunch of money and you know doing what we always do. You know, we got a chance to do something different, but it was still great. It was still nice. We enjoyed it. You know, would it have been nice to get to go to a convention this year? Sure, it would have been, but. You know, we're making the most we have our time together. We sit and you, you know, repainted my wrestling figures and yeah, you know, I did, we, we we've done a lot of cool stuff together these last few months. We could have sat at home pissed off, mad about how we can't go do this and we can't go do that, but we just focused our energy in a different direction and enjoyed it. So I hope I hope everybody else does the same. You know, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. And uh, and moves on into a great Christmas, whatever that looks like. If it's, you know, you can't have all the family over, then enjoy the time you get with the family you can have over and, you know, make the most of it. That's all we can do. Make the most of it. And today is Miss Roxy Lou, one of our kitties' birthday today. It's on, it's on Rosie's Facebook, so we realized that earlier today. So she got a nice special dinner tonight and so she's laid upon her here on the couch and letting her lay in my spot over there while we record the podcast and she's uh she's happy so i just want to mention happy birthday to to roxy she is our brown uh heavier cat to be nice i won't be mean to her like rosie is when she calls her names and stuff you get to see their adventures on uh, on our social media so i figure most everybody who've Follows us or friends with us are aware of who Roxy and Smokey are. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they yeah. made cameos in quite a few of your um, yes. They can also podcast be seen videos and uh, every Sunday night live yeah. on Cheap Heat TV on right here on Facebook on my Facebook or on YouTube.com slash Cheap Heat TV where you can see me cameos from the kitties and my co-host Charles Anders will be joined this Sunday night by Jeremy Flint, which should be a lot of fun. So check that out. And check out the previous episodes that are available to listen to and see as well. So, you got anything else we need to cover before we wrap this one up? Um, let's see. Other than you're a turkey guy, right? I am definitely a turkey. You're team guy. turkey all the way, right? All the Not way. Not a ham guy. 
I can take all. ham or leave it. I don't hate ham, but I don't love ham. Um, and I can Christmas. I'm okay with ham, but like if I if a Thanksgiving comes and goes and I don't have turkey, it's bad. It, it hurts. Okay, it hurts a lot. Well, do you know that the that the average Americans? Can you guess how many turkeys we consume a year? Oh gosh, it's got to be over a million. I'm sure. Mm. How about? 46 million. 46 million turkeys. 46 million turkeys. Now, can you guess how many at Christmas time? Because, I mean, that's there's some families that, you know, just like with you, they have turkey for both. Now, me, I am a strict Thanksgiving turkey. I could take a ham. If it wasn't for you, I would have ham. Um, and then I have ham, and I have ham for Christmas always. <coughs> But this year, in most years, I'll get you a little turkey breast to go with the ham, just so yeah. you're happy. But uh, Christmas is 22 million. It's a little less, but it's still up there. That's still a lot. So, wow. Americans love turkey. Well, let me tell you, um, for someone who isn't a lover of turkey, you you are a tremendous cooker of, of turkeys. Um, perhaps, perhaps the best Thanksgiving meal I've ever had. Is we were sitting in our little one bedroom apartment on Thanksgiving when we were when I was working in Kentucky and we were living in Kentucky and it was me, you, and BB, our cat, in a one bedroom apartment with no cable or internet, with just the Seinfeld DVD sets and King Queens, and we sat and you cooked a full blown Thanksgiving meal: turkey dressing, mashed potatoes, rolls, the whole nine yards, pie. And we sat and watched old episodes of Seinfeld, and that was the best turkey I've ever had. And you know, in I, my life, I came, I did that turkey by accident. Yeah, <laughs> that's the great part. Yeah, I turned it upside down the wrong way, and it was still frozen inside when I put it in the bag and put the stuff in it, and it made it better. Because you were getting mad, you kept going over checking it, and you're like, "It's not getting dry. It's it's so juicy." And I'm like, "Good, that's that's great." Like. <laughs> There's people that can't figure out for the life of them how to keep their turkey from drying out. Like, they would kill for a juicy turkey. And you were so bummed out because, like, it's just so juicy and buttery. I'm like, I know. It's amazing. It's the greatest thing ever. And I went back to work the next day and was, like, bragging everybody. Like, my wife made the best freaking turkey I've ever ate. And uh, you still do. And, and to your credit, you know, you make make me a little turkey breast Two or three times a year, at least. You made me one probably what September, end of August, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think it was you made end of August. Turkey and dressing and whole thing, and that's yeah. One because of my I mean, meals. you don't have to. You don't have to have that just for Thanksgiving. I mean, you can have that anytime you want it if you can cook it. Which is a new like Many people are like, "What? What are you talking? You can have turkey and dressing." I mean, why? Why here? wouldn't you? I mean, you. I mean, it's just me and you. It's not <laughs> like we have to entertain anybody. I yeah. mean, that's you know, if we want that, that's what we have. So. Which I always deeply appreciate it because, like I said, I know. You, I mean, you don't dislike turkey, but you I don't can dislike you can take it. Is, you're I can take you're it with turkey it. the way I am about ham. I'm like, if you're like, yeah, hey, we're gonna make a ham, I'm like, eh, okay, I'll eat the ham. I love because you make it very well. I love nothing more than a good baked ham, though. But that's, where, that's the best. yeah, and your dad's much the same way. And if you just asked him, like, well, I'm gonna cook next weekend. What would you like me to cook? First word out of his mouth is gonna be be ham. Second word is gonna be pecan pie. If you've got some pecans laying around, but. Well, you like the you like the inside of the pecan pie. Yeah. You take the I make it so that you can take the pecan off the top and you can eat the goodie in the pie crust. That's what you like. Yeah. Yeah. But 
this Thanksgiving, um, you're making pumpkin pies, and I'm very excited about it because you also, we're, we're wrapping this up, folks. I'm sorry. But you also stumbled into an accidental way of making pumpkin pies better last year as, as well. Oh, yeah. You used a, I, I used sweetened condensed milk instead of evaporated milk. Yeah. I got it by accident at the store, and I was like, oh, I can't use this. It's too thick. And then so I mixed it with the pie, the pie filling stuff, and... It was- Awesome. Oh my God! It makes were, the I mean, best. I could tell, like at first, you thought I was just—you were like, "Is it really like? Is it yeah, really?" I good? thought it was like, messed no, up. It's awesome. You're like, it can't be awesome. Like, be honest. Like, and that's, so as I was getting my second and third piece, you were like, "Okay, well, I guess you <laughs> you really do like it." But yeah, so yeah, throw you some some Eagle Brand in there, but. All right, we're getting down to the the wire here, so we're going to wrap it up. Is there any last last thoughts you want to give anybody for for Thanksgiving? Just be patient, be kind, and be thankful. All right, that sums it up. So the Jacksons would like to say enjoy your turkey, happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll be back soon with another episode of the Jackson Reaction Podcast right here on anchor.fm.